Hello people, hope you're all well and welcome to the first episode of the When in Yorkshire podcast. My name is Lucio, um, throughout this episode and, and hope, hopefully many more to come, um, I'll be spending time with people that I find interesting and who bring their creative work through the county of Yorkshire. <clears throat> uh, in general, the intention for this is, is to be pretty relaxed. Um, there's no rules other than that these conversations have to be recorded in Yorkshire. Um, I've, I've got some great guests lined up. I'm incredibly excited to share a lot of these with you, um, all of them, in fact. Uh, so far, guests have been, uh, well, incredibly generous. They've given up their time, uh, invited me into their homes, tour buses, um, studios, uh, and, and all sorts of places, purely out of what I assume is either kindness uh, and willingness to support creative ideas or potentially a degree of curiosity and an abundance of spare time. Um, either way, I thank, I thank them for, for taking a chance and helping me get this off the ground. Um, so, on to this episode. So, uh, with this one, I met up with Layla Kay and Barney Boom in Sheffield ahead of Sonic Boom 6's gig at the Mulberry Bar and Venue. Uh, my first time there, uh, lovely, very, very, well, very small venue, uh, great atmosphere though, uh, and run by some, some truly nice people. Um, for those who don't know Sonic Boom 6, they are a ska punk band with, I'd say, heavy rap, reggae and, and dance influences. Their lyrics tend to be of a social or political commentary nature with a beat that, I guess, sort of just makes you want to dance. Um, that's my take on it anyway. Uh, if that sparks your interest, and I hope it does, then please jump onto your nearest streaming provider um, and, or in better, better not, why not just purchase some of their back catalogue? Um, you can get that from sonicboom6.co.uk uh, and show the band some support. So with this recording, you join us uh, on our second attempt of recording this. We got moved on from the venue and found on found a, a much quieter place. Um, I had a great time recording this um, and discussing with the two of them how they were introduced to music, what inspired them to want to form a band, uh, their experiences in travelling the world, Layla's work with musical therapy charity Nordoff Robbins, um, and a whole load of other tangents as well. Um, if you enjoy this, the band uh, have just announced that they're going on tour with Welsh reggae metal heroes, uh, Skindred. And that I'm sure that's going to be an absolutely amazing gig. So check out the dates. If you can get along to one, I'd strongly, strongly recommend it. Um, yeah, enough of that. And uh, here's the episode. Uh, Enjoy. Barney and Layla from Sonic Boom 6. Hello. So um, a few questions just kind of around your experiences with Sonic Boom 6 and, uh, and other, other work. Um, so I guess we'll start, start at the beginning. Um, whoever wants to answer, feel free to just jump in. Um, so musical, I guess, introductions. How did you get into music? I like to start with car music. Can you remember what you used to listen to in the car? Yeah. Neither of us can drive. No, no, no. no like, oh, you're kids. Kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that's it. That for, for me, it was like that. If you ever, if there's any anybody where it's like you, you, you were like, oh well, did you 
get did your dad drive around and play stuff as a kid i mean like yes yes 100 times yeah and i would know you know mcvitie's rock classics too it's like uh dead ringer for love hold the line by toto um it's whiskey in the jar by finn lizzie um wishing well by free and then that that came with the mcvitie biscuits and because you saved up for the because you saved up for it, it had lightning on the front, and because you saved up for it, you felt like an investment in it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was like an uh, that was a formative uh, musical experience. But then, yeah, we just we would make tapes from on on, on the um, like the the, the the chart countdown on Radio yeah. One on Sunday, and then you'd you know, but you, you, and then, so it'd be like funky town and 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 and. <laughs> And then now seven and stuff, and you play that in the car. So I know all them tunes. It's like from like nineteen eighty seven to about nineteen ninety seven. You can pretty much ask me what year any big singles out, and I know what year it is. So from a kid, I was obsessed. I was obsessed with music. On that sort of not just about not the music itself. Like never really played an instrument as a kid, but more on the the trivia side of it, yeah. and it's, but it's stuff that does inform what you do later on because you, Absolutely. The, the way that you conceptualise like albums and, and singles and stuff is something that you get, uh, you, you, you sort of, um, you engage with very, very soon. I, I remember there's the theme to have We Design Pet, I can't even remember how it goes, but it was like, we're going to get it right this time. And we were all, I remember driving in the car and you're looking out the window, so yeah. Car journey music and and I remember Tango. There's, there's the last one, Tango in the Night by Fleetwood Mac. Classic. And that when it goes Tango, <laughs> and you just like that. Oh, and you're like six. Full family, singing, everyone. Singing along, yeah. Raising yeah. your face. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a great album. That was yeah, that because normally we'd listen to compilations, but whole Tango in the Night. You got Little Lies, you got Big Love, you got Isn't It Midnight on the Other Side of the World. Oh, it's yeah, what an album. So yeah, car journeys were were big. See, my uncle was a DJ, uh, and like when, like he used to like <clears throat> to be obsessed with buying records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he used to be obsessed with buying records. When I was a kid, from like the age of three, he'd just take me to record shops. Nice. And then so when my, my um, try and swap my, her for a box set. Yeah. <laughs> my mum and dad used to have shops in Mossai Precinct, and opposite there used to be this woman called Monica. And she had, it was Monica's records. And sort of like every week I'd just like go and sort whatever of like, was check, new yeah, yeah, listen to what whatever. Like I, I had no, I had no preference. Taste. <laughs> I had just no, literally whatever was there. Yeah, yeah. And it's, that, yeah, and it's weird because uh, back, I went back to Manchester a few weeks ago. I found this massive... Uh, it's called like the best of the 70s yeah, and it's yeah. like a top of the pops thing and it's about 15 records all with hits from the 70s nice. which must be worth loads now that, yeah. because it's, it's all on vinyl it's amazing or 10p it's amazing but uh yeah I'll, I'll i'll have to bring it i'll have to bring it home but yeah that's that that was my introduction mm, to music awesome so in, in yeah. terms of getting into bands then and, and wanting to play in a band can you remember like the first band that you saw that, that, uh, that made you think yeah, yeah without a doubt 1991 yeah I was watching the Queen, Queen Tribute concert on telly yeah, yeah, yeah. and Guns N' Roses came on yeah. I know obviously you wouldn't think it when you listen to or look at Sonic Boom 6 um, and I, I was like 
okay, that I know, I, I know my tribe. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be it. And, and, and from that, I, I became completely obsessed with like rock music. And I, and I knew, and I think I was like, what, like 11? Yeah, it must have been yeah. 11. Um, and, and I knew, and I was just like, that that's what I want to do. And what, that, what an that's introduction, what I, though. If that's if, yeah, if anything's going like, to inspire you. Yeah, and I didn't know. I was. I didn't know. Whole. I didn't know who they were. I didn't yeah. know. I loved Queen, and that's why I was watching the Freddie Mercury yeah. Mercury tribute. And you know, Axl Rose comes out with his Union Jack leather jacket on, and Duff McKagan's got like this black shirt with like white polka dots on it. Yeah. And Slash, and I'm just like, oh my god! Like, what is this? Yeah. It's like visually amazing and listening to them i i didn't even know it existed yeah and and, and i just knew that's awesome that's <laughs> awesome Barney. um well yeah i mean there's 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 one it's in this very 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 similar vein there's one absolute thing where it was just like bang but for me I, my, my dad was always in a band. Um, he just right. playing covers and stuff like that. Yeah. When as I was growing up, but he, you know, he played the bass for some sort of in, in the sixties for some, you know, touring musicians and stuff like that. And then I've got a sister that's like three years older than me, and I was be, being brought up in Manchester where all this stuff was happening that we took for granted, but it was having an effect on me even as a child. Like from the age that I can remember. I've been like, I can be in a band. I, you know, because it's yeah, like from Manchester, you've got it. the Smith, you got the, all that stuff. Nahasi and I'm yeah. going to go out and do drugs. At the age of eight, I was like, I'm going to go clubbing, just driving past them. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Seeing them all queue up outside the Hacienda, yeah. I was like, I'm going to do that when I'm 18. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? I'm going to do them things that they're doing. But um, so I was always, I was always into music and I was very, I was very sort of fetishistic about it because I like, I like books, I like films, I like comics. It was always very... So it was just another thing that I liked. So my sister liked Stone Roses, The Smiths, even like De La Soul. It was yeah. all that stuff that was happening and all that baggy music and all that. And I was just getting bits and bobs of it. But it was then the, the, the time where I was like, oh my God, this is mine. This is what I've been waiting for. It was in the 1992 MTV Music Awards and Nirvana and Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah. played. Nirvana, he threw his bass up in the air and it landed on his head. And yeah. then Red Hot Chili Peppers played everybody ran on stage they did give it away i'd already seen this rapido with them on when i was when it was from like 1988 when they did the th now i know i've seen it now on tv and i was yeah. like i remember being a kid and a band called the red hot chili peppers and that now that you know people are very derisive about that band because they're one of those bands that can be terrible yeah, but yeah, they, when yeah, they're good the under the bridge do you know what i mean it's like yeah. when they're good they're brilliant and for me at that time they were just another band of that whole that whole thing that was coming in that lollipop loser yeah. and it was like but then it was like dr dre snoop dogg cypress hill in 1992 but then at the same time it was rage against machine nirvana and red hot chili peppers and then um, there was like british bands like censor and the goats that were doing it as well which kind of grounded it for me that it was something that, home that made, made yeah. yeah so it was that and it was like the next day you know I mean, it was proper kevin and perry because the <laughs> night before i was in like a reebok jumper i swear yeah. to god i was in like a reebok jumper and night trainers and then the next day i was like I, I went and got like a german army shirt and like my hair was suddenly grown <laughs> and i had spots and i was like i like rage against machine 
Fuck yeah. you, I won't do what you tell me. But the word, the word was it as well. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, it was at 1992 Music Awards. I, was, I woke up the next day, you know, like when you've seen an amazing film where you've done something, you wake up and you go, what was the thing? What was the thing? Oh, yeah, yeah that. It's like your life has completely changed. And I'm like, I can do that. And I can come home with a Rage Against Machine T-shirt and everyone kind of rolls their eyes and goes, oh, it's that music he likes. And it was like, then that was it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That was, it, it, brilliant. Um, yeah, Sonic Boom 6 is starting to make sense now yeah. <laughs> with the yeah. whole mashup. So I guess, like, as, as, a, as an outsider, someone, sort of, I must have listened to you guys first, 2003, 2004. Yeah. Um, wow, when, when we started. With, yeah, yeah, with, um, like, when you were going around with, I, I, it was Catch It Kebabs that, that introduced oh, yeah, me yeah, to yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, some friends that were that were, lived with them at the time, and so I went to a lot of their gigs and saw that you guys random hand um catch it kebabs yeah and, yeah and the like. yeah and uh yeah it was it was when there was a lot of bands trying to be capped down at that time yeah all of a sudden i, I think all the bands that i've just mentioned kind of were, were completely fresh mm. and yeah t- and totally different and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah hearing you guys first i was just like fucking hell i don't i don't even know how you start to put this together well that's a lot more sense now yeah well that's the thing i mean like you talk about that like wanting to be cut down it was like real you know all over bands acknowledge it but then it was like can you do we out we out cut down cut down in terms of their just because they were very uh brought different stuff onto it and we just were like okay well we'll go you know go a little bit further with that stuff but obviously you listen to our first like first two EPs and there's stuff that I'm just it's just wholesale robbed off and I'm like <laughs> yeah. and it's just like it's like come on guys like and then there's riffs I mean and we just go and it's like yeah we are it's shameless but that's because I mean we'll we'll always get out to see you know other people from that from that um whole scene what was spawned by them and um, we'll get all drawn. We'll talk about it. It's just like for certain people, and um, if you're certain age and you're certain thing, there's no better band ever that has ever existed than Cat yeah, Down. Yeah. I'll say, I think like they're they just create the for whole me. Movement, they, they? Exactly for me, they are better, like as good a band that ever existed, and they're better than most. Most of it, like you know, there's brilliant US ska punk bands like Operation Ivy and. Um, and my, my boss tones and suicide yeah. machines, but I'll put what civil disobedience I'll put at, at, at next to anything that anyone else it's because it's just cut from whole cloth. You listen to that first EP that they did, and you're like, eh, that's, that's all right, that's yeah. pretty cool. That first tune is good, but then they just brought out that album, and it was just like, oh my god, you've 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 baked all these things into this pie, and it's new, and it's it's something that other bands can then take and, and run with, and it's you know. Whatever, like a lot of time went past, we did what we did, and lots of different bands did what they did. But it's like everyone yeah. robbed from Cap Down. Yeah, because they made it up. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. made it up. Like it, it, it I just... guess there's a difference between just out and out stealing and just being massively influenced and yeah. inspired. I guess. Yeah, yeah. For us, it was them and King Prawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, that's it. You listen to our like first the, the, our demos and stuff. We did them with the guy what recorded their first album because we yeah. wanted to, to spread some of that magic yeah. on it and well, it is like and 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 ground, but then you listen to our first ep and there's like there's the we, 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 we there's 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 the cap down worship but then like the second tune we do like dance all stuff and then the last tune we try to do like banger stuff it's like we were always trying to like you know but then some of it is just you know it's copycat but then you might as well copy someone good in it it's yeah like, yeah you know. absolutely so um 
in terms of, I know you guys kind of do a lot of other stuff as well at the moment, and Layla, I've seen a lot of stuff with um, that you're doing with Nordif Robbins. Mm. Um, how, did, how did that come about? Um, so I did a lot of freelancing uh, just for, for years, like when, when I moved to London. Yeah. I moved to London about three and a half years ago um, and did a lot of freelancing for bands and brands, yeah. um, like doing social media and marketing. And I was kind of, I just wanted to do something new. And yeah. then I went, uh, I got invited to an open day at Nordoff Robbins, just like an introduction yeah. uh, from, a, from a friend that worked there. And I, I just loved it. As soon as I left the building, I rang Nick and I was like, I've got to work there. I've never had it where you've walk, walked into somewhere. Just felt inspired. And, uh, like, and, and I just knew I had to work there. Yeah. Like I walked, yeah, I ju- I, there was something. And I was adamant, I didn't want a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to have to get up before 10 a.m. Right. Like seriously, <laughs> yeah, that, was one of my thi- that was one of my, I think my main worry was that I'd have to get up before 10. Yeah. Which is so stupid, because I am an adult. But <laughs> it was a massive, It's it, you know, it's part of my life getting yeah, up at yeah. 10 and going to bed at 2. Um, but I just thought, and it wasn't even doing the role that I'm doing now. It was like a role that someone that has just come out of uni would do. So it wasn't, it wasn't just a foot in the door, basically. Yeah, yeah. and I just thought, you know what? I got offered it, um, and I just I said yes. I said yes, and then a month later, I got offered like the artist liaison thing, which is just there couldn't be a more perfect job yeah. on this planet. You seem to have really sort of just taken that and just all exploded I do, with all, it. All I do, I not like I work my ass off, like I work, I, I never stop working. Um, but what I do is make friends with people and show them how amazing and how integral and how important music therapy is yeah. for some people it's not a cure no 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 but it is a lifeline for a lot of the people that we work with and and we deliver it for free so we get to like the people that need it the most yeah and being a musician and having this background and the kind of people we work with and how diverse the charity is working from like kids with autism to uh, old people with dementia in care yeah. homes it's, it's, it's just all it's, encompassing for, it's every, it's so, for everyone. It's so Sonic Boom Six. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it goes hand in hand, um, and it's just I was saying this to everyone before. You know, when you're in a band, so I meet there's a there's like a lot of conversations about mental health um, going on at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Which, which, it's a hot which, topic. Which, it was World Mental Health which, Day yesterday. Yeah, yeah, which is amazing, and um, being in a band and trying to make a living as a musician it's very very i know people are going to think oh god like you know as if it's difficult yeah mentally it really is i have spoken to people from now rogers to roger daltrey like 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 being in legends like like being in a room like this well much nicer than this but (laughs) like being in a room like this one-to-one conversation Uh, to Justin from the Darkness, to Josh from the Skins, you know, like a real, real uh, diverse mix of people with different levels of success. And all of them have had some kind of mental health issues from that that, that stem from being in a band and from, 
it's just a different the way life of life. Of, the life of touring, the, the, being t- away from t- families, not t- having t- sort of solid touring home. Is a, touring is, um, it's, it's mentally exhausting, mm. not having a routine. You, you think that you have a routine on tour. Like, I'm friends with a band called Sick of It All. They tour all the time. Yeah. And their routine is literally get up at two, work out, but find like the backstage play yeah. and then stay up till four and it isn't it, it, it's a routine that works for them when they're on yeah, tour yeah. but it, if you do that 300 days a year there aren't many people that um that sort of built for that no no uh for mentally start, you're, you're lacking Mental- in sunshine during the summer yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but mentally and then you've got your, your kids and your yeah. family and then it gets to the point where you're like if you don't tour, you're not making money. Yeah. So, you know, for us, it got to the point where it's like, okay, well, we can tour all the time to try and pay the rent, Mm -hmm. but that means that's all we'll do. And it's not, well, for me, but for all of us, actually, well, not Nick, because he loves it. Um, it's, it's It's mentally really taxing. Yeah. Because it isn't just, you know, I'm, like, it's not the touring as, as is, so much as, as as the fact that if you've got if you've got a normal you've got a normal routine and a normal life, then the tour comes and then that upheaves everything and then you go back to it. It's 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 it's, no. it's not the being on tour no, like no, you no, suddenly no. get depressed. The being on tour is actually quite fun and it goes quite quickly, but there's a lot hanging about. But it's more the it's more the it's upheaval in the back and forth. The transition it, it, of going back into yeah, yeah. kind of normal or and regular then life. and then okay yeah, and then yeah, I'm touring yeah. and then, but, then I'm doing this then I'm doing not, that. It's, it's very it's more than that. It's really it's stark. For, 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 no, it's that. No, it isn't. No, it's <laughs> that. For, for bands who 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 make a living, who have bought houses yeah. from being in a band, it, you, to maintain that is mentally taxing. Yeah, you can't really to maintain. Stop. Uh, you, to maintain releasing music and touring mm. and releasing music, it really it 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 is it is difficult. And you can meet the most successful people in the world, and they'll tell you they've had dark days because, yeah. you know, like well, well, like everyone, you know, I, 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 there's there's just something about being a musician and the lifestyle that goes with it that it doesn't matter what level of fame or whether mm. you made it or not it, it can be very yeah because we're very... all self-involved that's the thing yeah everyone but <laughs> even from even from us like yeah. it, the self-obsession and you know being neurotic the the you get on stage essentially you say you get get on stage to play your music and blah 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 but you're still you're not not seeking approval but you mm. are kind of you're getting on stage and you're wanting people to like yeah, yeah. you you can get up there and be Sid Vicious and go I don't give a fuck, blah blah blah, and, and then he died. Like I'm not saying they all died, but yeah. you know what? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. it's very difficult to not give a fuck about what people think about you when you're on the stage performing. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and there's you know there's people that call it out. Um, Jamie Lenman, Ruben, he's I mean he's got a song that's just mm-hmm. that, this chorus is just validate me. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the whole point. Yeah, it's and just, we are yeah. all yeah. slight arseholes like and I'm not 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 no. saying it at what well, you know everybody's a little bit broken I guess that's what makes interesting music though but, but as well like isn't it Barney that's where the stories come from everyone it's, it's, it's a bit uh, well, I'm a bit the exception, so. 
Oh, you're the worst. I'm the worst. The, the, the worst. No, no, of all the musicians. No. No, but we're all a bit self-obsessed. You know what I mean? Like self-obsessed yeah. to point. Self-obsessed. You managed to turn it around to being a winner there. Yeah. Number and, one. And you know what? Number one of the worst. When you're a musician, when you're a musician, you've got to be slightly selfish. You've got yeah. to be born like slightly. It's about you. And I'm not saying self being selfish is a bad thing, but it can sort of eat away at you. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Worries us. Like, I'm not. Say- I'm really not saying that. I'm. Yeah, I'm just trying to get. You're about to go on, on stage and have people sing your lyrics back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry for you. Yeah. No. You know what it is it's, as well. It's, 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 it's a young man's game yeah, as no. well because it's like when you you know you twat it's when you're in a band it's like you're all piss and vinegar but then as soon as it becomes something that you're kind of like okay you got to take seriously yeah it's got to be like this career then it then it does suddenly become existential like do we really you know is it then it becomes like oh like yeah let's not even go into it but yeah that's that's it because i've got this whole other that's a whole other other (laughs) yeah this whole other thing with like i've got this real real issue with people that like you know complain about like bands like selling out and stuff like that yeah. when you're like and you actually then you get to an age when you actually think about the implicate and, and, and of what your actual decisions do mean like on a business level yeah. as a band and the fact that kids think that because that you they like your art and that they like your music they decide how you sort of operate on a business level it's like you know it's one thing to like look at metallica and debate whether or not they you know the 115 pound a ticket for a stadium tour is worth it or is it yeah. not and da, da, da. that's one thing but then if you're telling like for instance refused that they or are like- they should <laughs> they, 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 they should not come back and piss on their legacy and it's like you're telling grown men in the 30s and 40s with kids that they're not allowed to come and play songs in front of people. Yeah, it's that living. ownership. That, exactly. And as you get older, you realise how preposterous that stance is. Some kid that writes like some blog on the internet that works in a call centre that's 22 and he's at uni and he's like, oh, well, this and band can't do this and do that. And you're like, yeah. but then... On, on the other we hand, there's to kick in at some point. Yeah, yeah, it? exactly. But then on the other hand, there's, there's kind of a, there's a beauty to that kind of just like you know, like coddle sort of like uh, you know, this is how it should be. This is the art, and then you kind of get you old and you realise it's not it's not really art. You want to go art, go go to the Louvre. You want to listen to music, like listen to people's... classical music. It's just. But it's people's Skinny men with guitars yeah. playing about, you know what yeah, I mean? It, it doesn't really matter. And it is people's livelihoods. Everyone, when you get to a certain age, you've got to pay rent. Yeah. If you get married, well, you've, got you've got family. Shine. If you've got, you know, like... like How can you, know, you begrudge, refuse going on and playing can I scream and they were amazing and he played academy, at the academy oh, the and there was people moaning about it and that just stuck him across so much just like and they shouldn't do it because they pissed on their legacy what legacy the legacy of being before the time and releasing an amazing album yeah. and, and being at the end of the cor- you know what I mean being so burnt out that you never got to really get your due and then it becomes this massive cult thing by the meritocracy of the fact that it's a brilliant uh, record not from you know you can say what you want about it I'm sure there's people that are too cool for Refuse but that record was visionary and it was good and it's a punk rock classic and it got that big through all different strata of people from ska punk to, to you know hardcore punk to all these different things and it got massive and then you're going to tell him with his kid and his family no you're not allowed to go and play that because your legacy is this record in 1999 get on your bike yeah Anyway, so I didn't want to go on that round. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah, no, that, no, go, it, go ahead. It, it bothers go me. Go ahead, absolutely. Um, so in, in terms of you've toured all over the world, you've been 
I don't know, countless festivals, countless festivals and such. And I kind of as a as a band with sort of female front person, how how do you feel? Have you been? Do you feel you've been treated any differently throughout your sort of career, even starting or? Yes. Yeah. Without a doubt. And in what? Without a doubt. There is a lot in, of in factors in it. Lot, lot, yeah. Just, just, just. I'll put like our yeah our records certainly our lyrics against any other band of that sort of whole thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not necessarily a live show. Not necessarily some stuff about us, which is just corny and stupid and, and and sometimes live we didn't you know we were we, we were ramshackle but our fans always liked us but i just i mean i'm saying the lyrics because i've mostly written the lyrics but it's just like i don't feel we you don't get taken as seriously no. unless you're like brilliant you don't get to unless you like he says like no doubt or a blondie or something it's like yeah, it, you're always they, people don't even, take you as seriously they don't and there's always that you annoy people you instantly really? annoy people. Yeah, the amount of thing, the amount of things I've read, where it says I'm annoying, like an it, it, just just annoying just face, annoying that. voice, annoying uh, persona, whatever. Fucking annoying. Hell. Yeah, because because I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm not cool. I, I don't go on stage and I'm not cool and I'm not I'm I'm daft and I run around and I jump around and I've got a different voice but it, it instantly the amount of people we did warp tour last year yeah the amount of people that came up to me and gone oh i really wanted to hate you guys like as soon as i saw you go on <laughs> stage to hate you. Right, yeah i've heard oh. this so many times i really wanted to hate you guys like when i first saw you and then you played that first song and like your voice but then by the end i really liked you and i'm like so they're going what, in with preconceptions what, what, and trying to trying to just the, which fulfill says, their own which thoughts. Says, yeah, completely more. Uh, I mean, to, to be fair, that, right? It's like it's it's a really funny thing. To be thing. fair, I am annoying. No, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you and you you you, you know, because I'm a woman. Be, it's because I'm a woman. But, if I was a guy, it would be completely but, but, different. But this is be taken serious. No, we wouldn't be quirky. No. We wouldn't be quirky at all because our lyrics are not quirky. Yeah. Our sound is bouncy and quirky, but we would not. We'd be so taken way more seriously. Because when we say that, I mean, I say stuff, uh, lyrics and stuff like that. It's like you, like on the one hand, we are the most self-critical um, band ever and we don't take ourselves seriously and we don't see it as like this massive thing where we're like undervalued in this and that. We mm. just enjoy it. We we absolutely put ourselves in, in perspective and in some ways we've done way more than I ever thought we would. You, I mean, obviously, when you start a band, you're like, I want to take over the world, and then reality hits. And there was times where I just thought, oh, we, you know, we won't get anywhere. But it was like, we, we, you know, at one point, we did sort of stick our flag in, and we, we did some yeah. big gigs and stuff like that. And we have a little, you know, have a little following and all that. And I can get that, but it's just, um, I can see the context of parameters where you do actually go, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, like having a, having a girl singing. And it's not just that, it's like a, certain not, things. Having a girl that, that isn't white and as well. Certain, yeah, it's, not, it's not a to lot. Be all yeah, white. it is. Not I feel to that be all, contributes as well. Oh, my God. Yeah. People yeah. will not say. But this sounds like we're saying that white no, people no, stand no, there no, and be no, racist, no. but it's, not, it's, it's not. not that. People it's, will not say, because people don't even really think it. Yes. It's, right. It's, no one, when these people say, Oh, that fucking chavy girl! Like, oh, like uh, an actual real comment on on YouTube. Um, didn't she used to be white? What? 
Like say, like say, the 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 is. Yeah, but that's, I'm trying. No, that is that, right. Okay, I've got something to yeah, yeah. say. I've got what? something to say, and I don't think I'm going to articulate it very well. So, there are certain people that feel that get really het up by seeing a young Asian girl uh, with a punk rock backdrop that doesn't go on about being Asian, that doesn't dress like an Asian person, that doesn't, you know, like... Doesn't fit that the does, stereotype. That doesn't fit the te- stereotype, exactly. And it's not a racism thing. Well, deep down it is, but it isn't a racism thing because they're not racist. It's something that gets to them and it is because of my sex. It is because of my gender and my the colour of my skin. Yeah. But I can't explain what it is it isn't racism because they're not racist they're they're cap down fans they're king prawn yeah, fans yeah. they're they're um they're you know accepting uh, people no, oh god they've the got ma- mates that are asian that's what it got, is yeah, yeah. but it's yeah. in theory open-minded but that that you know it, that's the thing it's like as, as i say it's like in a lot of ways it's it's yeah because it's like over egging the pudding but there is a difference and, and the, ultimately for me it's like there was a lot of times where you know it it bothered me because the, the we would get a lot of that stuff where it'd be like oh yeah these chavs are doing this and that but then again we'd have the audacity to go on the punk show and Mike Davis would say choose a song to play and I'd be like put on you know sticky um, featuring Miss Dynamite do you know what I mean it was like because because that's what because but that was our agenda but it was shoving we got called chavs because of the way we looked. As well, what? it was always when we had videos out. It was always like the virus video after the virus video after the keep yeah, on believing. Bollocks! I mean, that's yeah. it, like I don't, yeah. Don't know, the point being, you know, because so you push back with it because because it's like you you see that you don't fit into this thing of what this punk band has is supposed to be, and then you go, well, that's totally runs totally counter like counterintuitive for what you're actually saying punk is yeah. about for the message yeah, of this should not be so hard for us to actually drop this stuff and then people are like because that's the funny thing it's supposed to be you know that the music that that you know the whole you know that whole scene was supposed to be about jamaican dance music mixed with punk music but yeah. it wasn't it just became this white middle class hodgepodge and we went into it, and there was other bands from the north. See, we're talking about race and gender. There was other bands from the north. We hung around with like Random Hand and Freaks Freak Union. Yeah. You used to go down to Kingston. You used to go down to Brighton, and the kids there we thought they were so open-minded, and they had all these, you know, all vegans, all um, reading these fanzines about what's being open-minded. But they saw working-class northern people on stage speaking with an accent and. St- Acting like I act, it won't just you know, it won't just about you. No. It was my accent as much as yeah, fucking yeah, anything. Yeah. It was me coming on and being. Uh, it was me. Like... I was a chav. Do you know what I mean? And it was like, it, so there was it, it. It the politics of it were also interesting because. But then we pushed back about it because like bigger than punk rock. That was our yeah. tune, and what that was saying was what you were all into is fucking bollocks because you're sat there saying that. Um, you're changing the world and you're listening to like against me and my you're listening to all these bands from america and it's like you've got this t-shirt on and this band from america i mean we all did but it was like what you're into is actually just as small and defined and closed-minded as 
anybody what anybody else is into. You're not opening anybody's mind. You're not going, okay, let's accept everyone and everything because the same punk rockers that we used to go down, you know, Southampton, the next week they were having a fancy dress party all dressed as chavs. So yeah. it's like, it's where's your just, punk rocker now? Like, yeah, it just becomes bullshit. so... So narrow in your own little but, world. But I think times, and it purports to be about think, so much bigger. I think times have changed. Like even in the last oh yeah five definitely. years, you know what I mean. Everyone's way more aware and way more. That tribalism um, has has waned. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I think a lot of that is the, like internet vice culture. Yeah. Like vice came out, and that was the first cool thing that we'll talk about. Every time I die, but then it would also be talking about trap me. It was a Gucci Mane every time I die. And I think that, like, a lot of younger people now, you speak to people in their early 20s, they are totally used to those walls being breaking down. It wasn't the last sort of cry of that sort of thing was like My Chemical Romance, that sort of emo movement when it was like, we are emos and we don't like rap. But then even then, Soldier Boy Tellem had come on in the club and everyone (laughs) would do the fucking Superman. So it was like, whereas. You know, it's not like when we started going clubs, they stick the prodigy on and all the metalers do that weird yeah. dance. It's like it was always, you know, we it, it, it's always coming, you know, but it, it's become a lot more like, you know, you, you watch a Skepta video now and a guy's walking around in a black flag t shirt. It's like yeah, yeah. it has really become a lot more where it's not more like it's token. Now, yeah, it? It, everything is mashed up more, and we are. Literally, I'm not saying we ushered that in whatsoever. That being said, people will tell us that they open their mind to that. They were into punk music and then they listened to drum and bass music from us and now they're drum yeah, and bass yeah. DJs. We got that the other day. So yeah. we had our own little influence on it. But then you see bands like us and bands like Anti Shikari, which are, which are an early symptom, not a symptom of that, but like a, 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 that whole mashup of, of different yeah, they of sound system and back, in, back into the sort of yeah, the, the metal a, scene they're the a big a, a bigger version way. of it than we are but we're like a little punk version of it where it's like all this different music is really the same thing to yeah. us and it, you know it's it's like rebel music it's it's you know it's like party music but it's street music that probably sums it up quite nicely the rebel music yeah that's, yeah exactly that's the that, ethos behind it all I guess um, so I know your time's pretty short here, so I'm just going to yeah, round it off yeah. with a with a very quick quiz, if that's okay. I have ten yeah. quick questions. Okay. Um, your the answers are limited to Yorkshire or not to Yorkshire. Okay. Okay. So, let's see how you do. Welshmen are banned from entering the city before sunrise and must leave before sunset. Is that exclusively Yorkshire or not to Yorkshire? Not, not Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Not Yorkshire. Correct, Cheshire. <laughs> um, it, is, it is illegal um, for a public house owner to permit a person to be drunk on his premises. Illegal or legal? Illegal. Not Yorkshire. It is Yorkshire. Oh, Yorkshire! Oh <laughs> uh, if someone knocks on your door needing to use the toilet, you must let them enter. Not Yorkshire, Yorkshire. that's um, Australia. Might be Australia. I'll, I'll check that out. Scotland is what I got. Oh, right. Oh. Not Yorkshire. Um, it is legal to murder a Scotsman. Yorkshire. No, not Yorkshire. Can't be anywhere. Hebrides. A, it's 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 somewhere clo- it's somewhere close. Uh, Lancashire. It's York. York. Oh. So specifically, and I'll just give you an extra little bit on this. So long as they are carrying a bow and arrow. Okay. Okay. Um, it is legal 
for a male to urinate in public as long as it's on the rear wheel of his motor vehicle and his right hand is on the vehicle. So you're That's joke. everywhere. You can do that, that everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's That's full, true. full UK. I know my piss laws because I have to, I have a very weak bladder. Once I was slapped, I was slapped by a man quite recently. I was with my sister. Um, oh, yeah. And you went for a wee in LA and nearly got done. Yeah. Because I just, when well, I've got to go, it's only UK. Go. It's not LA. Got, yeah, so I know me. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know the piss laws of this land. Yeah. No, back to front. Nearly there. Um, in July 2013, a law was passed that states it is illegal for adult children not to visit their parents often, and they also are required to attend to their parents' spiritual needs. Oh, wow. I think that's beautiful. No, I don't mean that's Yorkshire, because people don't know about spirituality <laughs> yeah. in Yorkshire yet. <laughs> not Yorkshire. Ouch. It's not Yorkshire, it's China. There we go, there yeah. Go. See, they're that's very like spiritual Chinese. cats, aren't they, yeah. the Chinese? Um, it is illegal to drive with an uncaged bear. Uncaged. That's got to be yeah. Bulgaria. It's got to be Canada. Missouri. Missouri, yeah, so not Yorkshire. Uh, I rode a bear in Bulgaria when I was a child, so that's why it always has that association of... Uh, Anything bear related. Anything bear related always goes back to okay. Bulgaria for me. Um, in there, there is a law that still exists from the Middle Ages that requires all males over the age of 14 to be trained in shooting a longbow. That sounds Yorkshire-ish. Full UK. Oh, right. Full UK. <laughs> well, what are we waiting for? Uh, two left. Um, there still exists a law that was instated in the 1800s that states a husband is allowed to beat his wife but only once a month. That better not be Yorkshire, because I'm going to go home if that's true. Um, better not be anywhere. Mm, sounds Yorkshire, like Saudi Arabia. Yorkshire. I was going to say, uh, yeah. Arkansas. Okay, oh, yeah, God. yeah, well, you know. Let's not yeah. go there. And, and finally, it's illegal to flush a toilet after 10pm. Yorkshire. Australia. Switzerland. Ah. Switzerland. I've... Really? Yeah. Have you about have you broken? Are you about to admit to a felony? Kind of. Yeah. No, I, you know, I but it's like but it's, it's like with the gremlins though, because then when does it when does it reset? Oh yeah. It's like when you're feeding a gremlin after midnight. Yeah. yeah. That's true. What if you flush a gremlin down the toilet at 11? So, so there it is. Um, Layla and Barney from Sonic Boom 6. That was uh, an absolute pleasure to chat to them. Uh, I hope you enjoyed listening. Please do go and show them and the rest of the band some support. Um, Their back catalogue is full of of great tunes. It's well worth all of your hard-earned money. Um, But if you can part with any of it, that will be amazing. Um, Also... Do check out Nordoff Robbins and the fantastic work that they do. Um, so check out sonicboom6.co.uk and nordoff-robbins.org.uk uh, for more information on both of those. Um, they both have social media, so get involved with that. Give them likes, follows, uh, hearts on all the appropriate platforms. Um, and if you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, please, hopefully you have, also... Uh, Please share, speak to your loved ones, your friends, family, work chums, um, and obviously your abundance of followers. Let them know about it. Don't keep it a secret, please. Uh, And uh, yeah, feel free to leave some pleasant reviews. That would be massively appreciated. So I'll leave you now. Thanks for listening. Good night.